Hi guys, I just want to share with you um, a couple things today. First is my personal testimony of what transpired when I finally listened to the inner voice, my conscience uh, of the Holy Spirit convicting me of the things that I was doing wrong. Um, but all of that added together into a place where I finally gave my life to Jesus, or rather received his life as my own, um, and surrendered my plans and my dreams to him. Um, a few years back, I was in Minneapolis area trying to go to school, and um, I, was, I was into just some bad things. You know, high school didn't go the way I had planned, um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew that I wanted to prove something. And that thing was basketball. For me, it was trying to prove that I could play basketball and I could do things my own, but I really didn't know, um, you know, what I was doing, why I was here. I had no drive and no motivation that would be fulfilling, truly. You know, we have all these dreams and we have all these goals and desires that we have um, set out and mapped out for our life. But the truth is, none of those dreams, none of those goals and desires work out in the end if they're not God's overall plan for your life. And I learned that the hard way. I should have just listened to my parents that told me, you know just to listen to God and to listen to my, uh, my conscience, the Holy spirit, you know, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, um, basically never fear, you know, have, keep your faith for I'll go to the father and I will send you in my name or the father will send the Holy spirit in my name and he will help you and guide you in all areas of life. He'll bring all every word that I said to your remembrance and he will basically just, uh, love you and guide you into the things that are good and meant for you. Um, Jeremiah 29 11 says that, um, God knows the plans that he has for our life for good and not evil, good and not evil. If you're going through something evil, God did not give you that his plans are for good and not evil. Um, plans for prosperity, plans to give you a hope and a future. That hope and that future that I so longed for, that I was chasing after myself, was doomed to fail. God's word, he has written that uh, it is not in men to lead his way or to guide his own steps, but um, it is God who guides the steps of the righteous. And if you're going to do something that you're, you know, going to find true fulfillment out of, it has to be according to God's will. Um, I actually had written down, um, shoot, I got to find this, but basically it was along the lines of whatsoever you ask, uh, in my name, it shall be given unto you. A lot of people see that and they'll ask God to provide, um, the necessary means, you know, to do something that's not of God. They'll ask God to break his word and give them something that he never had planned for their life. You can't pray that God will help you and give you 
the grace to rob this bank and get away scot-free because, you know, then you'll give all the money to the homeless and the charity and the church. That's not God's will. However, God's going to do something in your life. Uh, it's going to be honest. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, and I thought, frankly, that's how it worked. Um, that you could ask God to just, you know, that you just cry out and he'd give you lickety split, you know, just whatever you wanted or some way, somehow, you know, all things are happen for a reason. All things don't happen for a reason. Get that thinking out of your head because it's a lie. It's not true. All things don't happen for a reason. I can choose to do anything that I want right now. I can choose to go out and rob a store and get thrown in jail and ruin my marriage, my relationships with other people, um, any potential future that I have in um, different things. I can go out and do that, okay? God's not going to stop me. You know, um, that is, that would be a stupid thing. I don't encourage that. What that is, is that sin altogether, uh, running away from God, unbelief, you know, disobedience, that's sin. And it is stupid to sin. Now, simply for the fact that it brings a snare, you know, the children of disobedience, people that go against what God wants them to do, what he has planned for your life. Now in Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, uh, plans for good, not evil to give you hope in a future. Do you think it's smart to be disobedient, to go against a good hope in a future, to go against having good things so that you can have evil things? It's not smart. Sinning is stupid all across the board. It is not smart to go against God. (laughs) The clay does not say to the potter, what are you doing? The clay just becomes and gets molded to whatever the potter decides for it to be. And if he says it's going to be good, you better just sit back and trust and have faith in his word that it'll come to pass what he's spoken. And if you don't know what he's spoken, you need to spend some time and getting the word. Anyway, I'm getting off track a little bit. Going back to when I was in school, I was chasing after basketball, you know, but I wasn't doing it God's kind of way. Um, later on, I found out God had a different idea for me than basketball, but that's what I was chasing. I didn't want to quite do the school thing. You know, I got into school. I was slacking in my classes. I was, um, into, into drugs. I was just, I was irresponsible. I was all of these different things running the opposite way of God. And, you know, I just, I had to surrender my plans and my dreams. And I, I, I grew up religious, but religion will tell you that everything happens for a reason, you know, stay where you are. If, you know, if, if you're going through something bad, bad things happen for a reason, God gave that to you to teach you something, and I thought all that stuff was true, but it's not, um, and I I just, I had to give up my own dreams and my desires, and just come to a place where I was like, God, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I just want, I want to live for you, because I know that I've seen some people, not all people that proclaim to be Christians are good, but I've seen some people, you know, that, that have it somewhat together and they've always given the credit back to you God and I just I want that I want a change in my life and I reached out to God and he came in and said son I'm not displeased with you or I am not angry with you 
I love you. That's why I sent my son Jesus. And he, you know, he just spoke these words to me. I was reading the book Hung by the Tongue. I couldn't tell you who it's by um, off the top of my head, but look it up. Hung by the Tongue. Go read it. Every single person should be required to read this book. Um, it's a little like 100 page book, real small. You can read it on a, a plane ride, a long trip. You know, an hour-long trip, I'm sure you could read it. Take 10 minutes every day of this week and read, you know, a portion of it. You fly through it and it'll really just revolutionize your understanding that we have an enemy. Uh, Satan comes and he lurks about trying to deceive all the people that he can. He deceives you by putting false dreams in your head. You know, he... he puffed me up to to think high, higher of myself in one regard than I should have in basketball. He puffed me up and said, you know, you can do this. You can do it on your own. You, you have enough strength to do it. You can prove all the people that said you would never play basketball wrong. You can do that. And that's honestly what I did. So I was like, okay, I was fueled by that. That's what fueled me. Not God, but Satan. And I didn't realize it. I'm not, you know, I didn't realize that the devil could put thoughts in my head. And he certainly did. And I was driving off of that. I was listening to music that was talking about um, sex and drugs and um, just all these bad choices of, of lifestyles. All of these things. And I know many people listen to him and think, oh, what? what's wrong with that? But I'm telling you, it's not God. It's not what God would want you to do. God's not listening to that junk up in heaven. He's not doing that. He's not you know, thinking bad things about himself or other people or how he can one-up it or how he can earn all the money, you know. Um, you know that uh, living your life just to make money or find a great career or, you know, even find a wife or raise great kids, if you put those things in higher esteem than you put the God who created the universe, if you put those things... If you put money or your career ahead of God, ahead of what Jesus has done in your thinking, in your esteem, that's idolatry. And that's an abomination unto God, you know, using his name in vain. All of these things, I was so convicted at that time because that's exactly what I was doing. I was putting my dreams and my pride ahead of God and I was serving those things. And that's not good. What I chose to do, um, I want to say it was like May 16th, um, I just said yes to Jesus. I knew, I, I read this book and I was led, um, you know, I was brought the true gospel that God is good and gracious and his mercy um, abounds towards us and his grace is for everybody. And that all of his anger towards man's sin was taken out on Jesus. Though Jesus was without sin, he suffered as if he did. Uh, while we were yet sinners, Jesus died for us. While we were yet cursing, blaspheming, um, committing idolatry, just everything wrong and ungodly that you can think of, while we were doing those things towards God and towards our fellow man, God still came in and died for us. God became a man, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, 
became a man, suffered everything that we have gone through in life, and uh, took them upon himself. Jesus was tempted just in every way that we have been tempted. If you think there's no one that can understand what you're going through, I'm telling you there is. Uh, I'm sure other people have gone through it, but you know who's also gone through those exact same things? Jesus. Jesus Christ. The man, when he walked on this earth, now he's seated at the right hand of our Father God, and he is alive. But when he was on earth, you know, in the, in the human form, he experienced temptation in every aspect that we did. He was tempted in all areas. People might get the notion that, well, if he's God, you know, he couldn't, he couldn't have sinned. No, Jesus could have sinned. He could have blew it. Because if he, you know, if he wouldn't, it would have just been a formality for him to go out in the desert and be tempted. But it wasn't. He could have blown it. But he, show, he, he showed us, humankind, for the love cause. He, he, he did it with the cause of love. He had all faith, knowledge, and wisdom. He did it because of love. But he showed us grace. And he was tempted in all areas. And he showed us love perfectly. And I just took up that. That inner knowing, you know, as you're listening right now, listen to the spirit inside of you. The Holy Spirit will convict you as you're listening. Um, that's what he does. And he'll show us the way of uh, that we are to go as you just listen to him and you listen to what he's prompting you to do. Um, you know, we need to keep our eyes fixed on God. And when we realize that God is calling and talking to us, you know, he may not speak in a very super clear, audible voice booming from the heavens. You know, it may not be in that way. There's been times when that's been done, but I've probably only heard God's audible voice once or twice. And, you know, but other than that, it's been small. I can, I can communicate and, and talk with him in the form of prayer and just, you know, God says that he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. When you're born again, his spirit comes on the inside of you. You know, he gives us the Holy Spirit to live and to dwell within us, to teach us and show us all things, you know, and you can ask, you know, God, what am I doing wrong right now? Most of the time it's a lack of knowledge, a lack of word knowledge is why we're not having the breakthrough. You know why I was struggling in my life? Is because I didn't know that Jesus was who he said he was. I didn't know that God's word laid it all out plain as day. Absolutely plain as day. If you just dive in and dig into the word, it takes some effort. That's why people don't do it. It takes effort and we're just lazy. I was pure lazy. All I wanted to do is what I wanted to do. But laziness is prideful in and of itself. And chasing after things that aren't God is prideful in and of themselves without God. Now, God will give you these things to operate in this world. We need money to live in this world because actually God ordained that. He said, once man sinned, once man ate of the apple or the fruit, the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, the fruit of wisdom, um, God said, now man will have to work for uh, his bread. And bread just means everything that we need to sustain life, you know, for money, for, um, for good relationships, good health, you know, we're going to have to, uh, 
just, you know, we're going to have to labor for some of these things. Now, the good news is Jesus has provided everything that we're going to need, and we need to labor into his rest. And that's a whole other thing that we're going to talk about. But I learned that I could rest in Jesus, and he has already provided everything. And once I got into that state of rest or state of um, confidence where I'm not working to be righteous with God, where I'm not working to be as good as I can that I might go to heaven, um, when I rested in the fact that Jesus gave me everything I'll ever need, including salvation, a change in my heart, a change in my mind, my thoughts, um, you know, that's when I started to see breakthrough. And God began to reveal things to me that he loved me and, and, and much deeper things that, you know, God's word says that some of the things that he gives us, it's, you know, it's tough because they won't hear it. Uh, some people aren't going to hear this because of their pride gets in the way. The unbelief of this world penetrates in and they hold on to their own religious ideas because in our hearts, we know that God is real. In our hearts, we know that there is a God, and it is truly the God of the Bible. We have the history to prove it, dating all the you know back to when God created the the earth. He spoke His word forth through humans being His vessel. You know how um, you know since from Genesis all the way through the the Old Testament, there is world history in there that is scientifically. Uh, been proven and is just continuing to back up. Uh, science is backed up by the word. Science doesn't back up, you know, the uh, other facts that are laid out there. I'm not even going to get into that. However, you know, the word of God is everything that we're going to need um, in this life. And continuing more and just wrapping up here on kind of my own testimony, I I was. I was at a bad place and, um, you know, everything seemed good, but I knew inside my heart it was just bad. I knew that I was in a bad way. I knew that God wanted me to do something. I would just feel convicted. You know, if I sat down and just did something unproductive, I would just feel convicted. Like there's more to life than this. There is more to life than the things that we're doing just ordinarily throughout our everyday lives. There's more to it. God has a plan. He's standing at the end of our lives right now and he's looking at us and he's just waiting for us to get there. And he's already seen it. He's seen what happens. And that's amazing. We can't fathom that. We can't even go in to understand that. But if we just understand the awesomeness and the power and the beauty of God uh, through the revealing of his word. He's given us his word to know who he is. And some of these uh, deep revelations that we'll get when we're in the word, rightly dividing it, because we have to rightly divide his word. He'll show us these wonderful things and it'll truly set you free. I was delivered from drugs. I was delivered from you know, smoking and, and different ailments that hurt my body and plagued me. I was totally, completely delivered from them. And I realized that God had done it in my spirit, and now it's just a matter of faith bringing forth those characteristics, the fruit of the spirit, divine healing, divine health, you know, 
financial prosperity. That is a part of the salvation package of Jesus. Jesus died to produce everything that we'll ever need. Prosperity is one of those. You need prosperity. You need finances. You need uh, relationships, networking ability. You need personality traits that are are good and, and function in society. He died for those reasons. He bore everything that we've ever dealt with. He wrapped it up in one package, said, uh, he said, God, I'll take all your wrath, all the wrath that uh, the law brought forth on mankind. Jesus took upon himself so that you don't have to. However, you have to believe in Jesus. You have to put your trust in him. You have to have faith in the son of God who died for our sins, rose again, and now is seated at the right hand that we would have every good thing in life. That's what he did for us. We have to take him up in faith and be willing to be obedient. And that's what I did on that, that day, May 16th or whatever it was. And, um, you know, it just changed my life. And I began to see God in all these different aspects that I thought was either coincidence before, you know, at his mercies and his graces that graces that I've seen in my own life. I thought it was coincidence. I thought, you know, everything happens for a reason. I thought the bad things were God. I learned that, no, the bad things aren't from God. You know, how you temper uh, steel is with oil. You don't beat that steel over an anvil. That's not how it works. Plans to prosper you, uh, to give you hope in the future, not for evil. That's who God is. We need to go ahead and learn about him. We got to go ahead and read his word. Um, I'm going to close in a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that your son Jesus died for us. Right now, I give everyone listening an opportunity uh, just to maybe repeat these words with me. Uh, Dear Jesus, come into my heart right now. Make me a new creation. I praise you that your word says that I am made new. I thank you for prosperity. And I thank you for a future and a hope. In Jesus' name. Thank you guys for listening today. We're going to be back uh, shortly with some more um, revelation of God's word and how our faith can grow in that. Um, Thank you guys. God bless.